Hello and welcome to another edition of the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples. Today's topic is entitled, A Series of Fortunate Events. So sit tight and stay tuned. This is the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. A few years ago, my wife Denise introduced me to a specific neighborhood in town. She had previously attended a garage sale in this neighborhood and fell in love with the area. The small neighborhood consisted of nine homes on a short road with a cul-de-sac, and all the homes were the same color and had similar floor plans. And When Denise first showed me the area, I casually looked at it and said, yeah, that's nice. Denise told me that eventually she wanted to move to this neighborhood and referred to it as our, quote, retirement community. Now, there were times that I would be in town with Denise and we'd be running errands in town and I would casually say, hey, where's that neighborhood again? And she would show me where it was again and I'd say, oh, okay. And I wanted to try to remember where our future retirement community was located so that she wouldn't think that I was completely writing it off. I was only halfway writing it off. I mean, we're talking about our retirement community. I figured it was, you know, several years down the road. But then a series of fortunate events came into place. A house came up for sale in the neighborhood, and it was at the end of the cul-de-sac. One of my wife's former co-workers posted the house for sale on Facebook, and Her former co-worker was married to the realtor who was selling the house. And we took a tour of the home, and it was on an open house day. And and so I casually looked around the house the same way I looked around the neighborhood and thought, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. It's okay, I guess. And then when we got home, Denise asked me what I thought about it. And I said, yeah, it's okay. To which she responded, no, this is the house that we need to buy. I mean, it had everything that we wanted. It had a fenced-in backyard. It it had a Trex deck out back, which is something that I've always wanted. It, it had a HOA that you paid dues for, so they mowed the grass for you and had a sprinkler system hooked up to a well. And so it had all of these things that we had been looking for in a home. I just didn't think we'd be moving this early in life. I figured it'd be down the road a little bit. And so the process of fortunate events began to roll out as we put our house on the market and tried to buy this other house. And so the the house, of course, like I said, had some HOA rules to it. And we were concerned about the number of pets or number of cars that we could have. And turns out that this neighborhood does not have an HOA committee. It just has one guy who takes care of the dues and kind of regulates things and he's he didn't have any problem with us having having the pets that we had or the cars that we drive or anything of that nature so we got past that obstacle and which was very small and minor but then we had to get our house ready to put on the market and we also made an offer on the house that we wanted to buy we told the realtor that we wanted to buy the house and we but we needed to sell our house first Now, the seller of the house graciously agreed to give us 30 days to sell our house, and she said that she would not take any offers within those 30 days. Now, the seller actually received a cash offer for her house 
within these 30 days and turned it down. She could have easily taken the offer and, 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 and sold the house right then and there because she was not under contract to wait for us to sell her house or to sell our house. However, she kept her promise and she, she was a person of her word and she turned down the cash offer. Meanwhile, the realtor referred us to the loan officer, a, a loan officer at a local bank who he had done business with in the past. She had given us a better rate or a, the lowest rate that we had found anywhere in town. And so we decided to lock in that low interest rate in, until the end of October. The, the loan officer also referred us to someone who gave us a really low and good quote on homeowner's insurance, which as a result lowered our monthly payment on the mortgage for the new house. Now, ironically, the loan officer's sister and her husband bought the house right next door to us in the new neighborhood. Small world, I guess. I mean, all of these connections were just conveniently lining up in order. We received an offer on our house the first day that we had it on the market. Now, we were excited, to say the least. The potential buyers did the process of ordering an inspection and, and an appraisal and recommended some repairs to get done and there was some roof damage, and so we filed an insurance claim to have that fixed, and we fixed the repairs, we filed the claim on the insurance for the roof repair, and for whatever reason, the appraisal for our home came back, and it did not line up with what the buyers were offering us, and they backed out without explanation, and before we could negotiate anything with them, they said that they, they were not interested in buying our house. Now, this put us in a bind because our potential buyers had taken several weeks to call for the appraisal and the inspection and then request the repairs, not to mention that the roof still needed to be replaced. And after we had filed a claim with the insurance for our roof, we started getting estimates for repairs and, and we had to get that done in a timely manner as well. The first roofing company that came out, they wanted money up front, and we told them that we were going to go with someone else. We found a roofing company that did not require money up front, and then they said that we could pay them when the job was completed, which I learned from my insurance agent that it is the recommended way to have your roof repaired, by the way. If a company asks for money up front, they can scam you out of money, and they're really, I mean, it's not a trusted process. So just a word of advice if you get your roof replaced in the future. Now, on the same day that we were having our roof replaced, someone, a potential buyer, requested to see the house. They said they didn't mind if our roof was being replaced or if there were old shingles in the yard. They probably thought, hey, this house is getting a brand new roof and it, it would be a pretty good deal. So they came in, they looked at the house, they liked it, and they made an offer. I then called the bank and told the bank that we had an offer on the house, but the last day that we could close with a locked-in interest rate was October 24th. The only problem was that our new buyers were not able to close until November the 2nd, and the lady at the bank told me that they could not extend our interest rate out any further than October 24th. So I told the lady at the bank very kindly and politely that if they could not extend the interest rate, then we were going to have no choice but to take our house off the market and then 
they would not get any money at all and they would lose our business. She called me about 20 minutes later and said that they could extend the interest rate for 11 days. It's amazing what a bank can do when you tell them that they're going to lose money and they, they'll make things work out for you. Now, we were able to close on the house on November 2nd of last year, which is 2002, but there was still one obstacle left. We were closing on both houses on the same day, and we had to move out of our house before the closing. So we asked the seller of our house if she would give us early possession of the home the day before closing. Now, she had already moved out of the house, and it was completely empty, and she graciously agreed to let us move in the day before closing. Now, I have to say I felt kind of strange sleeping in a house that I had not bought yet. It's a very strange feeling. Even though we were going to buy the house the next day, it was still kind of odd and strange in a way. Now, Denise and I are now settled in our retirement home, so to speak, and we're hoping that we don't have to go through the house buying process ever again. If you've ever sold a house and been through it with its ups and downs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, the final obstacle that we had to overcome was that right before closing, the, our seller was diagnosed with COVID and she was not sure if she was going to make it to the closing or not. So thankfully, she was able to recover from that and was able to attend. Buying a house with its ups and downs reminds me that life itself has its ups and downs. We're going to have our good days. We're going to have our bad days. Some days we'll be on cloud nine and other days we feel like we're so far down in the dumps that we'll never get out. Some days you're the Louisville slugger and sometimes you're the ball, as someone once put it. Regardless of where you are in life, whether it's up or down or somewhere in the middle, your attitude and your outlook on life makes all the difference in the world. Now, various things are going to happen to all of us in life, but how we react will determine whether or not it becomes a tremendous teacher or a bad memory. So how do we develop an attitude of optimism regardless of what happens? I believe there's four truths to life to remember. First of all, attitudes determine our approach to life. When Denise and I were buying our house, we we're thinking that it was a perfect house that had everything that we needed. And even though the process had its ups and downs, we were determined to follow through with it. Sometimes in life, we can give up too easily because we are not approaching something with the right attitude or the right mentality. The second truth to remember is that our attitude will determine whether or not we achieve something or whether we don't. If we are mediocre and we're not self-disciplined, then we cannot expect to achieve very much in life. I took guitar lessons a few years ago, and I, I didn't take time to practice at home. Sometimes the only time I did practice playing the guitar was 30 minutes a week with my instructor. And as you can imagine, I did not do very well. And the same thing can happen to us in life if we approach things with the same mentality and don't put forth the effort to get it done. The third truth to remember is that a positive attitude can take a negative thing and turning it into something good or turning it into a blessing. Even when things do not go our way throughout life, 
you can still take something from it that can help you down the road. You never want to waste a failing or a failure because you can always learn from it and there may be something better waiting for you down the road eventually. A fourth truth to remember is that a positive attitude can give you an uncommonly positive perspective. The path of life has many roadblocks that we will face along the way, and if you encounter too many roadblocks, you may begin to question whether or not you are making the right decisions or not. Now, if the bank had come back and told us that they could not extend the interest rate, that would probably would have definitely ended the process for us in buying the house. But we remained positive throughout everything, and thankfully, things were able to work out. We can take a look at what life gives us, and if it gives us lemons, we can see the potential to make lemonade. There's a comedian by the name of Josh Blue that you may have heard about who suffers from cerebral palsy. And if you've ever seen him, you know that he makes fun of himself and he makes fun of his disability. And he has an incredibly positive attitude and outlook on life despite his physical condition. He once said, life gave me lemonade and I drank it. He did an interview with Brain and Life magazine where he talked about his positive attitude on life. And in that article, he said, I realized at a pretty young age that if there was anything that I did not accomplish in life, it was not because of my cerebral palsy. It was because I was just being lazy. So here are some final thoughts to think about this as I bring this to a close. If we develop and demonstrate and practice a positive attitude in life, the first thing we need to do is to remove negative words from our vocabulary. Now that sounds pretty simple, but here's the challenge. Listen to the conversations that you are having during the week. Listen to what you are saying to others and what others are saying to you, and listen for those negative words. The second thing to do is that we need to pay close attention to our hearts and to our minds. And try to filter out the negative thoughts that say, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or I'm not worth it. And we can beat ourselves up so many times because we are too critical of ourselves. The third thing that we need to do is always focus on our choices and not the specific situation or condition. The wonderful thing about life is that life is full of choices and opportunities. If we choose to let someone else make a choice for us, then that in and of itself is still a choice. Someone once said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Who are you hanging out with? And are they helping you or are they hurting you? Every limitation that we have is optional because we decide what it is that is holding us back. Many times our limitations come from our thoughts, from what other people have said in the past or what we think of ourselves or or negative influences, or positive influences, or whatever it may be that we have from our, our own thoughts or the thoughts of others. When we tell ourselves that we are done and that we cannot go any further, it only means that we don't want to go any further or any higher in life than where we are right now. 
And it comes down to a simple fact. And that one simple fact is this, that we are defined by our choices. This concludes this particular episode of the Chaz Chatterings Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. Make sure you like, follow, or subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you want to use to listen to the podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.